Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space, this was the driving force behind my children's media brand, I Am Unique, where we're talking about whatever your insecurity is. It could be a birthmark like mine, a childhood scar, or maybe something that we can't physically see. But the message is to rise above that and share your gifts with the world. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey, lady. It's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. All right, lady. Today we have a very special guest who's doing incredible work in the world. She's inspiring. She's a trailblazer. And let me just say, her website is bomb. Okay. So after this interview, you need to go to her website and check it out. Also, she has just her sense of style is amazing. Her glasses are just on point. You just got to go check her out. Okay. So make sure you do that after the interview, but let's jump right on into our intro. Jennifer Vassal is the author and founder of I Am Unique, a children's book series and self-love brand aimed to inspire kids and adults to rise above their insecurities and share their unique gifts with the world. Her interest in entrepreneurship peaked when she heard a life-changing sermon on New Year's Eve 2012. Don't die with your gifts on the inside of you. Impart to others what was entrusted to you was the message that changed her life. Jennifer is a Southern California native who holds a bachelor's degree from Loyola Marymount University and a master's degree from Azusa Pacific University. Her work has been featured in national online publications such as Forbes, Black Enterprise, Thrive, Essence, and Today. Jennifer, welcome to Cultivating Her Space. Thank you so much for having me, Terry and Dr. Dom. So excited to be here. You're so welcome. And we are so excited to have you. And we're going to go into our quote of the day, which will sound incredibly familiar to you because. We've been on your socials and we've been looking 
And there was lots to choose from. So, lady, if you have not checked out Jennifer's Instagram, you're missing out. You are missing out on your daily dose of inspiration. So our quote of the day, you are never given a dream without the power to make it come true. So, Jennifer, considering all that you do and all of the people that you inspire, adults and children alike, when you came up with this quote, what's the context? What's the background behind this particular inspirational message? Yeah, I was really thinking about the impact that we have in this world. A lot of times we think that what we're doing is not big enough or not good enough. But if we're thinking about that thing, if that vision is there, then that has to mean something. That's your sign to keep pushing forward and to keep pressing on. And you wouldn't be given that idea, that vision, that dream, if it wasn't meant for you to actually do it. So that's what inspired the the message. I was just thinking about it one day. I mean, I think about it often, you know, and it's a reminder to myself too, where when I'm in the trenches and I feel like I'm not, I'm not moving fast enough or I'm not, or the things are not coming into fruition like I would have hoped. But then I have to think about, wait a minute, this was given to me. It's up to me. It's my responsibility to carry it on. So, so that's the inspiration. Now, Jennifer, we're going to dive into a portion of this this conversation later, and we have a we have pictures pulled up of you, and we'll explain this whole you know I guess activity for you. But one of the things that uh, I want to point out is you have a picture on your Instagram from I believe it's around 2005 from prom, and you have a beautiful caption written about this this photo from your prom. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I know that this that moment in time really did have a lot to do with where you are today and the focus of, you know, your message. So for those that don't know, can you talk a little bit about that, that prom picture and then why you just decided to start this journey? Yeah. So I have a birthmark that I was born with. It covers a quarter of my back and a part of my shoulder. And I was really insecure about it growing up. I wouldn't wear certain tops like short sleeves or tube tops, dresses, I wouldn't wear anything that would expose it. And for my prom, that photo that you're referencing, I wanted to look absolutely beautiful that night. And I didn't want that birthmark to hinder it. I didn't hinder my night or the fact that I wanted to be so beautiful. So I had the makeup artist cover up my birthmark with foundation because I wanted to look absolutely beautiful that night. And fast forward to today, I realized that no one should feel so insecure that they cover up a piece of who they are. And uh, I believe in that message in that Instagram post, I was talking about that very same thing where I, looking back, I, I was covering up. I was hiding a part of myself. It's a physical thing. It's a birthmark. But I also think about people who cover up other parts of themselves. It might not be physical like the birthmark I have. And this was the driving force behind my children's media brand, I Am Unique, where we're talking about whatever your insecurity is. It could be a birthmark like mine, a childhood scar, or maybe something that we can't physically see. But the message is to rise above that and share your gifts with the world. That's so beautiful and so liberating. And I think many of us, I know I can definitely relate to that personally. And I guess I, I feel like it's been a process sometimes, like when coping with the insecurities. 
So what were some of the things that you've done over the course of your journey to just realize that, hey, I'm I'm enough and I'm everything's okay. Like I'm good just the way that I am. What were some of the things that you that you did? Well, I overcame that birthmark insecurity once I got off went off to high school college. And it was a slow process. There was I just woke up one day and I was like, you know what, this is silly. Why am I covering up? What is the reason behind this? And I slowly but surely started wearing things like this, like short sleeves. And and when I looked around, nobody was making comments about it. Because what really started the insecurity was people pointing it out, saying things like, do you get beaten? Is that a bruise? Is that, what is that? They didn't know what it was. And so I don't like a lot of attention on myself or I didn't at the time. And so that's why I covered up. But once I got off to college, I was like, you know what, let me just try it out. So slowly but surely I would wear little things. No one would say anything. No one would think, and no one would think anything of it. And that's how I got over it. But as I grew, I think just realizing that I was tired of playing small and tired of hindering my own self. And I got to the point where if someone makes a point, a comment about it, I'll just say, oh, it's a birthmark and not think anything of it because I grew out of it. And I think it's very, to your point about being freeing, it's, it is very freeing because a lot of things are keeping us back. Whatever that birthmark is, it could be one of the things about I Am Unique is that we're talking about a birthmark. The little girl has a birthmark, but we're also talking about figuratively, whatever your birthmark is, whatever that thing that is holding you back to take those strides, put yourself out there and try, just put yourself out there and it gets easier with time. So for me, my, the way that I got over it was through time. So from seven or eight years old to 18, that was my period of being hidden. And then as I became more comfortable with myself and grew into myself, we always have that awkward stage. I think that that's the time that it took for me to evolve and grow out of it. Thank you for sharing that. T, okay. I'm not trying to interrupt the show, but I had this random idea I want to share with you and I don't want to forget it. Tell me, tell me, what is it? Okay. So you know how at the start of every new year, birthday, new moon, anniversary, new month, new anything. People find themselves wanting to have a reset, but they're not sure where to start. Mm -hmm, I sure do. What are you thinking? What if we hosted a workshop where we could interact with our listeners to talk about stuff like self-care and self-love? OMG. And we could even have a session about manifestation, leaving toxic relationships and becoming our best selves. Girl, I am so excited. I'm sold. We could call it the Vibrate Higher Empowerment Workshop. Yes. Yes. That is it. And, and, and we could even host a live quarterly wind down to check in and build community as we vibrate higher all year. Yo, I love it. I love it. I'm so let's do it. Lady, if this sounds like fun to you, visit newyearworkshop.com and join us for the Vibrate Higher Empowerment Workshop. If you want to release baggage, set intentions and manifest the life you desire, this is just for you, lady. That's newyearworkshop.com. We We can't can't wait wait to to connect connect with you.
as I listen to you share, I think what what I think about is how many children can benefit from seeing someone who looks like them, who is going through something similar. And, you know, as you shared your story, you were sharing that you came into minimizing that insecurity at like 17 and 18, right? And so, but your book is for kids. And so what made you decide to go with the younger demographic versus saying like maybe a teenager or someone right around the age when you started to come into your own? The reason for that, it was, it was intentional to write a children's book because I'm talking to the inner child. So I'm not only reaching children, I'm reaching the little boy and girl inside adults, inside teens, because I believe that if you don't overcome that insecurity when it starts, and usually it starts around a younger age, like a child age seven, eight, mine was seven or eight. It could be younger than that. It could be a little bit older, but it happens. Something happens. Something triggers it at an early age. And if it's not addressed, then you grow up to be an adult harboring those same insecurities and those same triggers that triggered you when you were younger. So I wrote I am unique and the children's brand because I'm speaking to the little girl and boy in us. I'm speaking to the little girl that I needed who needed to be freed. And I wish I would have had books and messaging like this when I was going through my insecurity early on. That's such a good point. That representation is so important. And I think about Dr. Dom and I, we just did a workshop over the weekend And we talked about some of the things, some commonalities that we had around things that we were insecure about. And what I thought about, Jennifer, seeing your pictures and seeing your birthmark and your pictures that you have posted, it's just, it's so beautiful to see that because I feel like we just live in this world of this unattainable, you know, perception of beauty and and just perfection in general. And so when you see that, oh, there's just a variety of beauty, right? Like their beauty comes in all different shapes and sizes. It really is freeing again, right? That's the, I think that's the word for today. It's really liberating because it's like, oh, now the pressure's off me on trying to, you know, achieve this unrealistic expectation. And so I think that's really beautiful. I would love to know what has been some of the common feedback that you've gotten from children and or parents as you've shared your story and shared your children's books. I'm sure you get emails and folks reaching out to you. What's some of the common feedback you get? When story comes to mind immediately. I went to this conference a few years ago and this woman bought a book from me and I signed it. We parted ways. A couple days later after that conference, she left me a voicemail and was like, Jennifer, thank you so much for writing this book. My daughter was so excited that I met you a real life author. And she thought that all authors were dead. That stuck with me until this day, because that shows how important representation is. And I don't, I don't know why I'm getting emotional about this or feeling like I'm feeling, I'm shaking while I'm saying this, but it's, it's why I do this because representation matters. How often do you get to meet the person who writes the stories that you read? And how often do you know how big you can dream if you don't see it? This little girl would see me and see someone who looks like her. And now she'll be like, okay, well, 
she wrote this book. Maybe I can write too. But we don't, if we don't see it, we don't know how big we can dream or what we can actually be. So that feedback was really astounding because I was shocked. I never really thought about it until I got that message that people are not really seeing who's writing the books. And it really does matter, not only on the pages, like representative, representative characters, but also behind the pages and behind the scenes, who's creating those stories. Ooh, yes. I got chills right with you. I felt that with you. So I can only imagine what it felt like for you in that moment. And so you just mentioned the behind the scenes, right? What is it like to be behind the scenes as a Black woman, as a young Black woman, writing books for children? What's that space like? Because I know in general, there are a lot of spaces that we occupy where we might be the only one or one of a very few. What is that like for you? I feel a level of responsibility to be a voice for kids and for adults too, because I'm writing for, as I mentioned, the little girl and boy inside adults as well. Because I didn't see that growing up, I wrote my first poem at six. My first short story at eight and was published by nine, but I didn't know that writing could be a viable career path. So I ended up getting my bachelor's and master's degree in business administration instead. And for me, I came back to myself because I was exhibiting my natural gifts. I like writing. I like creating. But because I didn't see it, I pursued other paths. And who's to say that I wasn't meant to go down those paths because I, in, at the end of the day, I came back. And to answer your question about what it's like, it's like I feel like I need to be a living, breathing example for kids, for other women who are aspiring authors and who feel like they are insecure about not sharing their, or they're insecure about sharing their works or they're afraid to put themselves out there. So I feel a responsibility to be that example that you can do it too. I'm an introvert. I'm a proud introvert, but I feel like there's this stigma out there where people think that because they're introverts, they can't do a certain thing. And that I want to debunk that myth. And I want to show that you can write stories, you can share your gifts, and also for kids to see that and be able to, kids who rep- who look like us, to see that there are other career paths other than traditional pathways. There are, you can make a living being a creative, and I want to show you how. Oh my goodness, yes, that is so important because the times have really changed and children are creating their own brands online. There's Y'all see that little boy on YouTube who's like a multimillionaire? I'm like, he's like doing tutorials and, you know, videos for video games and stuff like that. And I'm just like, kids are, it's possible, right? So There's it's a lot of opportunity out there. Exactly, exactly. And so Jennifer, what I want to know is what's something that only a children's author might know that the average person may not even think about or wouldn't even be aware of? The idea of not a lot of children's book authors or people who are outside the space know how much of a lack of diversity there is in the children's literature space. There are more books out there about animals and toys and inanimate objects than there are about kids of color. And when kids of color are the center of the stories, 
the authors don't even represent those communities. So Black, Latinx, and Native American authors combined only wrote 7% of the children's books that were published in 2018. So that means that when kids of color are represented on the pages, they're not, rep- they're not narrating their own stories. The authors don't represent the communities. So, and I think that that's, it's not enough to say that we have diverse books that feature diverse characters. Who are the creators? Are they representative of those communities that they speak of? When you look at, when children read those books and they look at who the author is, do they see themselves? And I think that that matters because going back to my childhood, I don't remember seeing the author, seeing authors who look like me who were doing it. And maybe I would have arrived sooner. You know, I, I mean, destiny is destiny, but maybe it would have, I would have came back to myself a little bit sooner had I seen an example. So yeah, I, I don't think enough people know that outside the children's media space, but there is a big diversity issue. And we're not only talking about on the pages, but behind the pages, the creators too. So there definitely needs to be more representation. Yes, 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 there does. All right. So Jennifer, when you think about representation and you're, you're pointing out the lack of diversity in the content, the lack of diversity from the authors, what do you think that's doing to the self image of children? Right? Because I, we, we always, well, not always, we are more recently talking about the impact of social media on the image of children. But what about this representation in, in what they're reading? If they don't see themselves, they don't think they exist. They don't know what's possible. You know, I definitely think that that can have a negative impact on one's self-esteem if they're not seeing their stories, their lives depicted on the screens, on the pages. It's almost as if they're invisible. And I think that one way to help combat that and to help nurture that self-esteem, I think it starts at home. I believe it starts at home with parents having open and honest conversations and showing them that uniqueness, there's nothing wrong with being unique embracing their differences, understanding what makes them tick, what, what their gifts are, like nurturing that, that inner child in them so that they don't grow up to be adults, harboring those same grudges, those same traumas. So I think having those conversations at home and making sure also too being mindful of how you speak to yourself as a parent, how are you showing up in front of your child? How are you speaking about yourself and others? Because what happens, kids absorb that. They're sponges. They start modeling what they see. So I think talking about self-esteem, self-love, and embracing yourself, it starts at home. And it's up to parents to be really mindful about how they show up in the world and in front of their children. That's a really good point. It makes me think about, I I kind of think this is like a cultural thing, or maybe it's just like a family thing. But you know how sometimes when you're younger, family members like point out something that's unique or different about you to make fun of you. And that'll be like your nickname. Like Dom and I, in our workshop recently, I was talking about having like big feet when I was younger. Right. And I wore a size like eight and a half since high school. And I was always very slim and tiny. And so 
I think about people making jokes about that. And then you grow up and now you're insecure about it because people were joked about it. So whatever it might be for each individual. But what you just said made me think about the baby doll test and how, you know, young black children prefer when they were given the option to choose between a black doll and a white doll. They chose the white doll and they associated the positive characteristics with the white doll. I'm sure there's more science behind that that Dr. Dom could probably speak to, but that's what I remember from the test. And so I, it brings us back to representation. But you said something, Jennifer, that really sells me. You talked about being published at nine years old. So we got to know, like, what were your parents doing? Because they did something right. What were your parents doing? But then also, can you talk to us about what parents can do right now to help nurture their children's gifts? So what parents can do right now to help nurture their children's gifts is to pay attention to what that child is gravitating toward. Kids are not always going to be able to articulate what they like, what their interests are. So it's up to the parents or the guardian to keep tabs, make note of it, watch them, observe them. If they're gravitating towards painting, put them in an art class or give them activities that can help develop their interests. If the child, you find the child that they always want to be on stage or they want to tell funny jokes and entertain, put them in acting classes, something in the performing arts area. That's what I think would help nurture kids' gifts. Because as I mentioned, they're not going to be able to articulate it, not all the time, but demonstrating it. And so I was demonstrating my natural gift of writing at a very young age. Like I was writing poems on napkins when I was six and my mom took note of that. She encouraged me to write a poem and she helped me get it published or she, it was entered in a contest, like a poetry contest. And that's how it was published when I was nine. So it took her seeing that in me and encouraging me to, to write it and to get it published. So although that happened early on, Again, not seeing that around me, I started going around, going down a different path. I wanted to pursue law. I wanted to be a lawyer and I started going down that path. And then I somehow came around when I heard that quote from Bishop Del Bronner on New Year's Eve 2012, and it's coming up on the 10 year anniversary. So that's how I was able to come back to myself and not die with my gifts still inside of me and start sharing what I have with the world. But, you know, going back to your question about how can you, how, what can kids, what can parents do? Observe your children and put them in activities. And it doesn't even have to be expensive. You know, you can find activities online and affordable activities that you could do to help kids learn different things, expose them to different stories, show them, go to museums. You know, there's different ways that you can help to nurture your kids' gifts. So beautiful. Yes, I I love that. And so, you know, I think as I'm listening to you, I just keep thinking about how important this is, right? How what you're creating, what you've created is so important to the foundation of nurturing healthy children and changing a generation. When I think about your intention and your purpose behind creating this brand, I think it truly is going to change a generation. And so when you think about what's next for you, 
and I hope my previous statement didn't put pressure, but when you think about what's next for you, what are you, what's in the pipeline? What are you currently working on that you feel comfortable sharing with us? Thank you for seeing that in what we're working on. So some things are coming down the pipeline. I am unique is not only a children's book, but it's a brand, a self-love brand. And we have the Spanish version of the book coming down the pipeline. French is already out, but we're working on Spanish. So yes, we want self-love is a universal language. So we need to treat it as such, have it in different languages. And we're also adapting the book series into an animated series and feature film. So what you should see from us is we're going to be pitching to streaming platforms, production companies, and you should see Aaron, who's the main character on, let's put it out there that it will be on a streaming platform, one of your favorite streaming platforms soon. So we're diligently working on that and creating, just like how you see other popular characters out there, we're positioning our character as a face of self-love. So definitely more to come. Jennifer and team, you better go ahead with your bad self. That is amazing. We definitely need that. And that is so incredible. Thank you for giving us the exclusive, like the inside scoop on what's coming down the pipeline. So you've already been such an inspiration. We've enjoyed our conversation thoroughly. And now what we want to do is, Jennifer, we want to shift up the energy of this conversation. And because we recognize, appreciate, and celebrate the multifaceted woman, and we believe that it's okay to be bougie, classy and ratchet right you can still dance to strip club music if you so choose and be elegant right so we want to invite you to the OU Blatchet segment so do you take on the challenge Jennifer I, I take the challenge all right <laughs> we got her Dom we got her so what we're going to do is we're going to ask you three questions Okay. We're going to share three sentence completions, and then we're going to have you choose a number between one and three because we have three photos pulled up of you on the big screen. And so we'll share the photo that you choose, and we'd love for you to provide more context about the photo that we would not know by looking at the photo. You've already told us about this prom photo, so we may have to go to another photo. But are you ready to go, Jennifer? I'm ready. All right, Dom, you want to take it off? All right. So, Jennifer... We're going to start off classy and you get to decide. The question is classy. You get to decide whether you want to be classy or ratchet. So what's the best piece of wisdom or advice you've ever received? I'm trying to think of something my grandmother has said. She just celebrated her 102nd birthday last month and She has a slew of sayings that have been passed down. But one thing that she says is meekly wait, but murmur not. She says that a lot. And that means to patiently wait, but not complain during your waiting season. Another thing she says, everything happens in your favor. No bad breeze ever blows. So whatever you might think is going wrong in your life or whatever, it's happening for a reason. Those are the two things. So those are some sound pieces of advice that she's shared with me. That's amazing. Shout out to grandma. The grandmas are the best. Okay, go Mm -hmm. ahead, grandma, and happy belated birthday. That's amazing. So we appreciate the wisdom. Jennifer, we're going to get a little ratchet, okay? We're going to get a little blatchet here. So I have four words for you. Twerk or two-step? 
You know, I'm not much of a dancer at all. So I'll have to say neither, but I would say if you would know more of my personality if you invited me to a game night. You would see my more of my personality come out. Not in dancing, but in like a game. Like I'm very competitive. I love the thoughtfulness that you're putting into the questions. I love it. And what game would you play then if we had a game night? Ooh, taboo. I love (laughs) taboo is the best. Oh Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. That means you're really good at it. Cause (laughs) people don't people don't name taboo (laughs) if they're not good at it. I just I'm I'm just putting that out there. Oh, I love, I am so competitive. Like, yeah, I won't even tell you about the time I broke my toe racing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just told you, but yeah. Yes, you I, did. I, I so, really- <laughs> yeah, you got, you got to rewind and give us more context on how you, how you broke your toe so, playing Taboo. No, I wasn't breaking my toe playing Taboo was another game. Now, I don't remember the game, oh. but I was running to, we, ha- we had to play this game where you, you couldn't say the word, but oh, maybe it was taboo. You couldn't say the word though. And I was going to point to the fridge, but in me running to the fridge, I stubbed my toe and it ended up breaking. So, my <laughs> so yeah, it was, a, yeah, it was a fracture. Was it a fracture or a break? But it was, yeah, it, it was so painful hours later. But when I wanted, I played a win. So that's, that's something Clearly. that was, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we've learned we do not, you do not want to compete with Jennifer, okay, unless you bring <laughs> no. your A game. I feel like that's like, all right, we, we covered the questions. I think we should go to sentence completion because I think you, you yes. got us with breaking the toes. Yes. yes. Okay, let's, we're going to move <laughs> yes. on to sentence completion. So, Jennifer, one question or topic I wish people asked me about more often is What did I have to unlearn in order to be who I am today? Well, since you put it out there and that's such a thoughtful response yeah so you want me to answer it (laughs) yes yes we do we need we need the details go ahead so I had to unlearn my old definition of success my old definition of success was that success is linear like I think about school and college. We had a syllabus, you know, we knew exactly what we needed to do to get to that end result, to get the A, to graduate, etc. But I've come to learn that when you get into the real world, it's not always like that. And I learned that a checkered path can lead to success as well. And there's more than one way to win. So that's my new definition of success. You can have that checkered path because my background, if you look at my background, you can't copy it verbatim and then think that you're going to end up exactly where I am. It's so, it's, it's nuanced. And I had to accept that for me, I'm like a lifelong student and the traditional way of education I had to unlearn that way of thinking because I'm not always going to have a blueprint. I'm not always going to have a rubric. You have to go after it. You might have to design your own path and your own destiny. So, so yeah. That's so great. I love that. I kind of want to ask another question and just skip the other sentence. I want to know what advice would you give to someone that's tuning in and maybe I know I used to do this back in the day, like when I was on my journey in the beginning, I would like Google people that have been where I want to go. 
and I'd say, okay, what do I need to do to get to this place? But you said something powerful about having a checkered path and how that still leads to success. And that person right now is in the trenches and they're like, okay, I'm still trying to figure out what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? How do I get there? Do you have any advice for that person? I would say, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. I think a lot of us limit ourselves and we say no before anyone else says no. So go after it. I would also say prioritize your mental health. That is something big. Last month was my five-year anniversary with my therapist and I definitely see the growth you know so I think when you're on a path and when you're going down a path that is not traditional or it you might be the first in your family to do something or one the one and only to do it make sure that you have a sound mind and you have the tools to keep going because this this path is not easy and it's not made for everyone so prioritize your mental health and be don't be afraid to put yourself out there you never know who you'll be impacting when you just say yes to yourself. Ooh, preach. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I am I am loving this. And so I want to know what do you love most about yourself? I love that I'm able to take an idea out of my head and be able to actualize it. I love that I'm able to make things happen. So even if I don't have the exact answer, I'm very resourceful as well. And I will do everything that I can to see it all the way through. I'm a really good executor. So I can take an idea and it won't just sit in my head, but I can actualize it. See right there? That just goes back to our quote of the day, your words that you are never given the dream without the power to make it come true. Yes. Okay, Jennifer, I'm just, I'm excited, girl. Okay, go ahead. All right, so Jennifer, we have three pictures pulled up on the big screen. And we want you to choose a number between one and three. And we're going to reveal the photo so that you can provide more context. Maybe you have another fun story, like when you were racing to the fridge. Something that comes up when you see the picture, you can share with us. So choose your number and we'll show you the picture. Do number one. Oh, oh, this is a good one. Okay, let's go. Look at this photo. It's a good one. It's a good one. Here we go. Oh my gosh. Okay. And so I'm supposed to share the story behind him? Yeah. Tell us the story behind this photo. I mean, you can describe it because everyone may not be watching. So the folks that are on Patreon, they'll be watching this. Tell us about the photo and then give us some context that we wouldn't know by looking at the photo. Yes. So this photo, to describe it, I'm wearing a white sleeveless blazer white top and jeans. I'm in a pair of heels. This was a photo shoot that I did in maybe like 2016. And what I did to get this shot was twirl around and I have a big smile on my face. And the story behind this photo, I wanted to show how liberating and freeing I felt by sharing my work. I can't remember at what time I took this photo, but I Am Unique was maybe like a a few or several months old. And I wanted to take photos to represent how liberating I felt. I also paired this photo with a blog post on the I Am Unique book page where I talked about the aha moments that helped me live my purpose on purpose. And I talk about the things that 
I remembered happening in my life that really set me on the path that I'm now. So if you get a chance, go ahead and check it out on imuniquebook.com. It's, I forget what the title is, but it's the uh, something along the lines of aha moment, my aha moments that made me live my life or set me on my path to purpose on purpose, something along those lines. But, but yeah, this was a picture where I felt really free and I was in my zone of genius and being able to express it loudly. I love it. That is a beautiful photo. Thank you so much for sharing the story behind the photo. Yes. No problem. Yes. And Jennifer, we just want to let you know how much we appreciate you, how much this conversation has inspired us. And we know that it's going to inspire all of our listeners. And we know that our listeners are going to want to keep in touch with you. They're going to want to read that blog post and they're going to want to buy that book for all the little ones in their life and maybe for their own inner child. So Jennifer, would you mind telling us where our listeners can find you? Yes. So my personal brand is Jennifer D Vassal everywhere on social. My website is jennifervassal.com. And for everything I am unique, it is I am unique book everywhere on social. And then I am unique book.com. If you're interested in a signed copy of the book or other merchandise, we have different offerings on the site and hope you enjoy. Amazing. We'll be sure to add those links in the show notes. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for the work that you do and for being here with us. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory psychology today or contact your insurance provider if you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going visit our website at cultivatingherspace.com and be sure to click the patreon tab to get access to video content bonuses and our weekly after show and before we meet again repeat after me what's meant for me will never miss me i don't have to chase